Mission Chats with John Crow. Welcome back to Mission Chats. This is part two of my conversation with Kappa, a young lady serving in the Middle East region. And in this episode, she shares a couple more stories just of her experience along the way and some thoughts on missions, what it looks like, how to get involved. So I hope it'll be a blessing to you. And here we go. Often I ask for stories of what you've seen God doing, and I know he often works in that part of the world in ways that we rarely see in other contexts. So anything you feel you'd like to share and give glory to God? When I was thinking about it, I actually just kept coming back to a story. So I had I was trained in Mexico. Mm. So I started, I knew, I felt that I would end up in the Middle East, but I, I just also knew that I was supposed to start in Mexico. Okay. And I just remembered a story that really impacted me and encouraged me. There was a, actually, she would be considered a a witch doctor in the village where I lived. Mm -hmm. And I was very close with her granddaughter Mm -hmm. and was investing in her granddaughter's life. Mm -hmm. So I was frequently in the house or just, I would see them. And one day, I think I had, I was in Spanish school and I had already had a long day, done a lot of homework. My brain was fried. But I was just riding around the village on my bike. And I just felt like, you know what, I feel like I have nothing left right now. I'm I'm I feel empty, but I just want to go visit Maria. Yeah. And so I went ahead and stopped by the house and saw Maria. Also, her grandma was there and her grandma's name was also Maria. And I just asked for permission to pray for Maria and her brother. And so we were there and I believe If I remember correctly, there was also a a physical issue happening. I think maybe even the grandma's knee was having pain or something. So I just prayed for for them, you know, just very quick, simple prayer. And after we finished praying, the grandma said, you know, that's why I just I love it when y'all pray. And she was talking about like the evangelical Christian. She was like, I love it when y'all pray because it just like. I saw a blue light coming out of you and going into the kids. And like, she just was, she saw something happening, which I didn't see, but um, she, she said, things always happen when y'all pray. And, and there were also healings that happened in that family and definitely was not just my work. I was sowing seeds, but there was another faithful missionary in that village and many, many people poured into that family. But mm-hmm. but just I recently heard uh, that that grandma, she actually passed away, mm-hmm. but she confessed Jesus before she died. And she actually encouraged her family, the whole family, like, please follow Jesus, even though we are persecuted in that area. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's common. And She said, even though we're persecuted, it doesn't matter. Just follow Jesus. And Maria, the girl, was also baptized. So uh, really encouraged the power of sowing those seeds and the power of prayer. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, and I think so often, you know, we kind of do the work up front, the sowing, as you said. And so often we don't see the fruit either right away or maybe, you know, never hear the end of the story. So I'm sure that was super encouraging to actually (laughs) sort of hear an end result, as it were, uh, for the grandmother and, and also for Maria. That's really wonderful. Thank you. I appreciate you sharing that. Now, something else I always like to get perspective wise from from my guests is how you would describe missions and you know from your experience and in your context the way i think about it 
probably most frequently is just most simply um, expanding the kingdom. You know, the we know from Habakkuk 2.14 that the knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth as the waters cover the sea. And we also know from Revelation 7.14 that every tribe and tongue and every nation will be represented in heaven, in, yeah. in the throne room, in the last days. And so that vision is clear mm-hmm. and looking at missions as proclaiming the king where he is is not known so that like wherever he is obeyed, the kingdom comes. Mm-hmm. And it's really a privilege just to teach people to obey Jesus and I think, yeah, I think sometimes we overcomplicate it mm. and mm-hmm. I like to just think about it as I'm just obeying and right. doing my best to obey. You know, many days it's discouraging too because of my own weaknesses and failures, but he's so faithful to just help and give grace. He said, I will be with you even to the end of the age. So yeah, it's very uh, simple, but I would just say like the expansion of the kingdom Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Well, something else that comes to mind for me is I'm aware that oftentimes when foreigners are serving as you do in the part of the world that you're in, uh, they do that sort of with a different public job, if you will, or uh, reason for being there. And I'm just curious if that's the case for you and your team or how that works for you to be where you are. Definitely. We have an NGO, so a non-government organization that is here to help you know the the call that god gave abraham was he said i will bless you so that you can be a blessing to the nations and so really any way that we can find to be a blessing we are in an area where there are thousands and thousands of refugees and Mm -hmm. so there's unlimited opportunities to serve in that way to, to help with physical needs but also development and looking for how we can possibly help them get out of the situation they're in. It's so complicated. And it's been really encouraging, though, to see some of the opportunities that have come up, like even agricultural and just looking for ways to even help them find jobs. Right. Uh, That's one of the biggest needs. So we do try to meet some of those physical needs. And that's not only in refugee camps, but we're also trying to serve the local community for people that are actually from here. Right. Yeah, that's fascinating to hear. So that's great. Thank you. Uh, now, something else kind of off off topic, as it were, but what do you miss most from home? Texas barbecue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So food's always a good one. Uh, what food do you enjoy the most in the context you're in? You know, actually, I will say the yogurt is good. Okay. I miss the yogurt when I'm not here. It's very fresh and Mm -hmm. creamy. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank (laughs) you. I know those were uh, off the cuff, but that's cool. (laughs) And lastly, just to kind of wrap up our conversation, I always love to hear how you would advise somebody, maybe like yourself, maybe a young person considering serving God full-time in an area like you're in. So I know that's usually not the first step someone takes, but based on your journey to where you are, is there any advice you'd give? Yeah, I would say just that taking that leap is worth it. Like when 
you feel like God is calling you, that it's he's faithful. He's been so faithful to me. And interestingly, you mentioned that, you know, sometimes people end up here after they've already gone somewhere else. But I'm actually seeing there are so many young people coming, like Gen Zers coming directly here. Um, Maybe they have served briefly in other places, but I've been amazed at the quality of the people that he's sending. Hmm. And just the awareness, too, that Jesus already gave the command. He said, go. Yeah. So you don't have to wait for, you know, someone to come to you and prophesy over you and right. be like, you're called to missions Yeah. because guess what? You're called to missions. <laughs> so I just told you. And so yeah. go for it. You know, yeah. it's sometimes we overcomplicate the gospel and the, the missionary call, but it is something that Jesus promised and he would be with us in it. Mm-hmm. And it's, I also will mention, as I said earlier, you know, 80% of single workers on the field are women. And I don't know why that is, but we are actively trying to recruit men. We're saying, (laughs) where are the men? So if there are any men listening to this call, any single men, Mm -hmm. um, we need you. We need your voice and we need your your gifts and your anointing in this area as well. Yeah. Now, thank you for referencing that because it is something I've observed as well in my years that so often... The ones going to that part of the world are are young women who, you know, the Lord's led to that point. And uh, so I appreciate your challenge there as well. So, yeah, to young men listening to this podcast today, yeah, seek the Lord in that because there's definitely, as Kappa's mentioned here, a need for young men, and especially culturally, uh, that would, I'm sure, assist the work you're doing amazingly to have more men. I know you mentioned there are men, but I, I think they're often married and they're there with a, a wife or family. Uh, so single men is definitely a big need. So yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, and thank you so much just for making time to have this conversation. It's been super encouraging to me just to to hear a little bit, a snapshot of of a what you're doing and b how you're doing it. And yeah, I'm excited. Like we said, so often we don't see the fruit, and yet we know and believe that God is going to use all the work being done today to bring people from every nation, tribe, and tongue into his presence in eternity. So so thank you for what you do, and thank you for your time. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Mission Chats, and I hope that this episode, the completion of my conversation with Kappa, has been an encouragement to you. In light of the current events in this part of the world, I would encourage you and ask you just to pray for Kappa and for others like her serving in the region for the Lord's protection and wisdom. So God bless you. Goodbye for now. Find us online at missionchats.com.